Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV Vincennes, at 97.3 FM in Washington. We're broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram Fiat, WAOV Studio, Camilla Swain, Program Chair and Instructor for the English for Speakers of Other Languages program at Ivy Tech. Our guest this segment, good morning. Good morning, Ed. I tell you, it's a... I tell you, I, I've always wanted to speak a lot of different languages. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have the time, the patience, or the smarts. But okay, well, first, I'm not sure about that. But, right. but okay, okay. First of all, how long have you been with Ivy Tech? I have been with Ivy Tech 26 years this month. And it surprises me every time. I just, I started the first semester or so and loved the people, loved the students, and just kept staying. So. Here I am. It turned into a career. <laughs> 26 years. Well, congratulations. 26 years. Well, thank you. Thank you. Wow. 97, I'm, 98, somewhere in there? Is yeah, little... I started part-time in 19, August of 97, and then two years later I switched to a full-time position, and I've been at Ivy Tech a long time but done a lot of different things within the college. So uh, it's uh, stability and change. Okay, now, balance. this program, mm-hmm. okay, why, I mean, it, what led to it as far as uh, other languages? There's a growing need in the U.S., in Indiana, in our region here in, in the Southwest, uh, for people who have come from other places and are native speakers of other languages, any language really, to be able to uh, integrate fully into our community, to be able to pursue their own academic goals and dreams and things that English will facilitate that for them. So, um, for example, the first student that I've, that I've met is somebody who has a bachelor's degree from their home country but wants to continue their education here and needs an academic level of English to be able to, to return to college on, here in the U.S. Uh, so it's about opening doors, building connections, uh, and just seeing a need that we as the community college can help meet. This... Was this basically due to industry, people traveling around so much, or, or was it just a whole different variety of reasons? I, I think a variety of reasons, def- reasons definitely uh, industry and more organizations and companies coming to the, the region, but also just general immigration numbers are increasing, uh, more dual-language households, just so many different factors going on in the community that this is... Uh, an express need that we've observed and and we want to be a part of meeting that need okay so you saw this need Mm -hmm. okay but prior to that how did people do this how did they improve their english how they improve other languages to make them you know right i mean i mean marketable if anything that's been a challenge for a lot of people to to be able to get to a professional academic level of english so that they can express the gifts and the skills and the education that they already have, perhaps, or pursue additional training. So uh, people have done it different ways. I mean, there's certainly just time in the community and being out and talking to folks. Uh, the EVSC has some programs to help the younger group. Um, there are there have been churches at different times, especially pre-COVID, that had some uh, English as a second language classes to help people get started. There are online options. Um, you know, USI and U of E have done different things at, at different times, but um, we as the community college want to be sure that we are part of helping the community. So statewide, Ivy Tech has had some regions uh, doing English for speakers of other languages. Indianapolis has had an established program for quite a while. 
but we in the Evansville area had not been doing anything on the academic side. For a couple of years, we've had a program that is more community-based. It's free. People can come in and take what they need to become more proficient navigating community activities and errands or maybe speaking to their child's teacher, things like that, to get started from a really beginning level of English. But we didn't have anything on the let me help you get up and running on the academic side. So we've expanded that program so that there's something on the credit and non-credit side now. You know, it's this is really funny, Camelia, but mm-hmm. um, my wife and daughter watch a show on Netflix called Emily in Paris. Okay? I, okay. No, all right. And it, it's, a, it's a nice show. But her biggest challenge is she's an American in Paris who doesn't speak French. She's having to right. learn it as she could, as a job, and she's going through business, but still learning that language. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I just look at the challenge just on a, a television show. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, if I ever had to move to another country and I didn't know the language mm-hmm. and it was business, what would I do or how would I adjust? And right now, you're, you're on this program telling me how this works. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's, it's just. It would be huge. It, it, a huge challenge. Oh, my gosh. And people don't understand anything. No. I mean, so you really have to learn. Now, what type of individual is this program designed for? Is it for somebody who really is ambitious and wants to learn? or? Well, I, I mean, hopefully they would want to learn. But yeah. <laughs> um, there's a huge range. And, and especially while the program is small, we're able to be really. Um, nuanced and flexible to work with students, but, <coughs> excuse me, um, ideally, the students who are very, very new at English, like if, if we had just been dropped in, in Paris, like the show, uh, and had to learn, you know, inside, outside, what time is it, what day of the week, oh, I know. we've got, we've got uh, it's, it's just huge, and then you have all of the, you know, slang and the idioms and, and stuff that just complicates it even farther and then language is so intertwined with culture so it's it's a huge learning curve but we've got the uh, beginning intermediate and advanced level um, just walk in and we can connect you on that and th- but these classes that were the new program this fall is specifically pre-academic English so it would be for someone who either wants to start a college education but maybe doesn't feel that their English is quite oh. up to speed um, and we've got three levels. We've got beginning, intermediate, and advanced uh, that we're, we can nuance, and they cover speaking, uh, reading, writing, listening uh, areas so that we would be working with expanding vocabulary and getting somebody really ready for the college dynamic so that you can take notes at a, you know, when college professors are speaking at a quick speed and a um, just a high vocabulary level and, and they're specialists in their field and so we want to be sure that our students are ready to walk into that and and do their best to be equipped for excelling and so this would be a program that would help somebody who maybe already has an education but would like to continue their education here in the u.s or someone who's thinking i might want to go to college and that could be anything from i want to do a certificate a semester or two certificate at ivy tech or i want to start at ivy tech and transfer to one of our other area institutions for a bachelor's or a master's or or whatever level. So this would be the beginning point for somebody who has some level of English but wants more in order to be equipped to do well in the college classroom. But if it's somebody who's not at that beginning level yet, we can connect with the community things and give them a running start even to these classes. So anybody who wants to move forward in English, I think we can find something to 
help make that possible here. Okay, now, does it also depend on what their field is going to be in? If they're going to Ivy Tech, they want to get better at their English language, but would there be a difference between somebody who's trying to get a CDL license compared to somebody who wants to go into nursing? I mean, would that intend? Definitely. Okay, all right. But... Oh, sorry, but the, the classes would be oh, sorry. Yeah, the the classes where where we're starting would be similar. It's going to be beginning, intermediate, or advanced pre-academic English. But then, um, hopefully, we will also be working through some how to continue learning in your specific field. So, you know, we've got placement tests and and things that would help us assess where somebody is and and what they need for their particular program of study or interest area. So. It, I'll be doing a lot of very individualized advising. We'll look at where are you, and wherever you are, we can help you get to the next place. It's just a matter of finding that starting point as well as the goal and then navigating to see what they need to, to get through that. Camilla, where is, the, on average, the starting point that you've dealt with? Oh, I mean, on average. That I mean, is such a, such a huge range. Um, I, I mean, I've certainly worked with people that I'm, I'm almost playing charades uh, to communicate, we're a little Google Translate back and forth on our phones, and, and you can still make a connection all the way through folks who might be able to handle the, the entry-level, you know, freshman English, history, psychology-type courses, but it would be rough because the vocabulary is a little off, or they would have to work harder maybe in the classroom than, than they ordinarily would if it was in their own language. So uh, very beginning to very advanced. I, I think there's um, a place for everybody to find find something that will help them move forward and toward their goals here. Okay, so uh, let me see now. Uh, this is intriguing to me. As you could tell, I've got like three or four questions I want to ask at once. <laughs> All right. It. All right, no, no, but but here, think about this. You have somebody who uh, knows enough, all right? Mm -hmm. but, but before you decide where to put them at what level, is, is it an interview process, or do they take – is there another standard to that? I mean, is it, I mean, you meet with them, and you say, okay, right. I, just this conversation, I could tell that you're going to go to this level. You could do that, or, or do you, is there more of a testing? It's, it's kind of an all-of-the-above situation. So there's a standard process for students coming into Ivy Tech where they either, we either use their, you know, placement scores from SAT, ACT, that kind of thing, their GPA, but we have a knowledge assessment, which gives us a starting point for any student, English-speaking, non-English-speaking, whatever. And so that, along with advising, is kind of the, oh, hey, this student might benefit from the ESOL, English for Speakers of Other Languages program. So then they would be connected to me, uh, or, or they can start with me, and I'll help them navigate the whole thing. Um, but then there's a, an additional placement test that helps us fine-tune just for the non-native speakers to kind of say, okay, this is, this is the detailed nuance of what they need in those four areas of reading, writing, listening, and speaking. And then they will meet with me, and we'll kind of look at all their scores and say, well, okay, this is mostly an intermediate person or this is mostly an advanced person. And then I'm, at, right now I'm, I'm tailoring individual, let's, how do we prop up their um, weakest points and celebrate their strongest points and move them forward and then they would um, move through the process. Some students will take just one. They might stop in and, and take the beginning class, but it's it fixed the holes in the foundation, and so they're ready to go on to full credit-level courses after that. It might be somebody do all three semesters with this, and some of that's going to depend on how much time they have, how 
you know, how comfortable they are in the classroom and a lot of other things, but um, we'll just figure out where somebody is, where they want to go, and move them forward. Okay, because I'm just thinking, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you my age. I mean, I graduated high school 44 years ago, all right? Okay. But I did take two years of Spanish. Okay. Okay. So if I came in, let's say it was a, a, a Spanish one I was going for, and you saw that, oh, you've had two years of Spanish. Yeah, 44 years ago or whatever. Right. Okay. I know nothing. I know three, four, five words, maybe one phrase. Mm -hmm. I would be mm -hmm. right at the beginning, even though I've had right. two years, you know. And, and then, yeah, if you haven't been using it. I'm, and that's the key for Oh, thank you so much. Using <laughs> it. I, and I think mm -hmm. that's the key phrase is, you know. Oh, yeah, I, I can remember that word. Oh, yeah, I remember. It. But but if you're not using it, you lose it, more or less. Right. So, right. I mean, I can see where, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, but I would say a majority when we're talking about English, it is so well known compared to a lot of other languages. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. There are probably people who, who do hold their own. Yeah. But now, the, the thing I'm going to go is now, when you when you meet with them in their English, do you ask them what the goal is on this? I mean, do you want to mm -hmm. get your associates? Do you want to move on to a bachelor's? Is that does that set right. the tone? Right. So it's it's very much about where are they and where do they want to go, and then let's craft something that will get them there. Um, uh, there's courses and there's you know objectives and things that we have to accomplish, but we can be very supportive and help somebody point toward what they want. Um, you know, it just, it really is very much individualized. And there are a lot of people that understand more, their receptive language is higher than, than they're speaking. So they may understand everything I say, but not quite know how to find the words to respond or to feel comfortable that they are understood. So for some people, it's more practice with pronunciation and conversation. Mm -hmm. But with somebody else, we need to worry about the reading vocabulary and and things. So there's there's some core things that everybody would work on, but we can definitely specialize and and help folks move to their goal. Okay. All right. Now, how long do they need to take these classes for? That is going to depend on where they start, so where their placement tests are, and then how they move through. And it, again, it's it's an unusual. In a lot of college classes, you take this one, then you take the next one, then you take the next one. And we have three levels, but it's not necessarily the case that somebody would take one, two, three. They can start at three and be done. They could start at two and just have a really, they worked hard. They came to all the open lab time and really just advanced, and they take the placement test again. They've also been, you know, using English for that additional four months of the semester just in the community and out and around, and, and they're getting better quickly. So, boom, then we'll just move on. So what we'll be doing is taking those basically placement tests mm -hmm. before the student enrolls and then toward the end of the semester that they're with us to see are they progressing, what do they need, and there's several different routes for us to go, kind of, de again, depending upon their goals, what they're trying to accomplish, and we'll again, make sure that they're progressing. But it's, it's not a, it, there's a one, two, three process, but it's, it's not necessarily the case that everybody would do all three or three in order even. Um, so going to work with it and kind of see where people end up and and try to support them moving forward are these um, i'm sorry are these classes flexible no, are these classes flexible for times um well we're it's a small program right now because we're just starting so right. this the first 16 weeks starting you know uh week of august 21st through december 15th we will have uh, a night class that would work for all three levels 
Mm-hmm. Then starting uh, like the third week in October, we'll have an afternoon class that would meet twice a week that would be a different alternative. And so we'll, we'll try different times and be as flexible as we can to aiming for what will work for the largest number of people. Uh, as we move forward and grow, we'll be able to offer more sections. But uh, right now we're building up. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, I guess, let's talk cost on this. Is it, first of all, is there financial aid available since it is a new course? There absolutely is. These are, these are academic courses, so they would count towards somebody's financial aid. If somebody is financially aid eligible, if they have, um, you know, any of the grants, loans, scholarships, that these courses would count toward that. I don't want to speak too specifically because everybody's situation is so different, but there are some scholarships out there that we've got, you know, a list of, hey, here's some information you can go chase, uh, and then our financial aid folks are working with people to, to get it as, as connected up and, and supported as we possibly can. Okay. Uh, finally, how do you learn more about this program? I would love to hear from anybody who wants to, to talk more about it. Um, they can email me at cswain14 at ivytech.edu or call my office, 812-492-0522, or just call Ivy Tech uh, directly, and they'll route you around to me eventually. We'll get it taken care of, and I'd love to talk to anybody individually or any groups or whatever questions I can help with. Whether somebody wants to start August 21st, that'd be great. We've got time. We can still get them in. But if not, we can look at the October dates or the January dates and kind of get somebody ready to go with it. You know, I'm going to say that this is a, a, a course that's been, that been needed for a long time. I mean, because mm-hmm. I just don't think we realize when people relocate and, and people, you know, and I, I know some people, you know, Maybe they, they, you know, they get their GED and stuff, but they're still, right. there's, there's problems. And mm-hmm. it's good that, you know, people shouldn't be held back wanting to get an education because of language. Right. right. And it's, I think no, it, that's, it's best for them and for the community if, if we can get everybody access to education. Okay. Finally, Camelia, if I have you on a show, let's say next year at this time, what would you hope to tell me? I would hope to tell you success stories of students uh, about how great they're doing and that they have achieved their goals and called their friends and said, this worked for me, it would work for you too, you should come, uh, so that people are set free to chase their goals, but also free to, to invest back into our community. All righty. Good talking with you. Uh, and and I'm, I'm really impressed with this. This is good stuff. And, uh, and I hope we talk again. And hopefully, again uh, and hopefully you can give me those success stories. That would be great. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Have a good day now. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7. And 1450 AM WAOV in Vincennes, also a 97.3 FM in Washington, broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram Fiat, WAOV Studio. Kathy Evans and Erica Hook, my guests. And uh, well, we're talking about Suicide Prevention Walk coming up in September, but also just kind of getting us ready for that. First of all, good morning. Good morning. All right. And Thrilled uh, to be here. Oh, I'm Thanks glad you're here. Um, um, hey. Door's always open. Kathy knows it. Just, you come on in, right? <laughs> all right. All righty. So, uh, Suicide Prevention Month is September. Yes, Okay, and I, I know we're just in, it's kind of, I think it's kind of fitting because school just started. Yes, you know, yes. You know, I don't mean to tie that in, 
But you know what? You know, when it's probably, it's always a good time to learn it. Yeah, absolutely. We want to watch out for our kids and we want to keep them safe. And, and part of it is watching their mental health and okay. making sure that it's healthy. Okay. You know, we've talked several times on this, Kathy, and it's, it's always a tough topic. I'm, I'm the first to admit it. it's a tough topic, but at the same time, it's a topic that needs to be discussed. How would you say things are right now as far as, as, far as suicides are concerned at any age? Well, I mean, we always have to be concerned about it. Um, we have to be concerned about watching our kids, watching for signs. We know that um, statistically that it's the second leading cause of death for people 10 to 34 in the state of Indiana. And so it's an important thing that we have those honest discussions with our kids and checking in with them and asking them if they're okay and providing resources um, for them if they need that support. And I think a, a big thing is just watching for changes in their behavior, changes that, um, from what they were before to what's going on now, and if they notice a change, to really start to ask some, some questions about how they're doing and not to be afraid to ask if they really are concerned that the depression is serious, not to be afraid to ask if they're having suicidal thoughts. Did the pandemic make it even tougher? Kids felt very isolated during the pandemic, and I think coming out of the pandemic, they're more socially anxious. And I think that some of that anxiety of going back into, you know, the regular school year, I think trying to catch up um, academically is very stressful on them. And maybe they didn't, they got two years of maybe not practicing those social skills quite as much because of social distancing and all that. So those are just, it's a lot of stress. And so it's really about helping them learn how to manage their stress, um, preventing, you know, things by helping them learn how to manage their stress, because then that can lead to depression if we're not addressing their stress. I asked a teacher friend of mine about uh, what's been the toughest part about being an educator for all these years, you know, and, and, and they said the pressure on kids today. I mean, scores, getting in school, and, but they go, but the worst thing is social media is just really just, it is what is supposed to be something good, a lot of times isn't. And That's true, I mean, very true. I mean, is that something that, you guys look at when you look at suicide prevention like man how can people i i don't know as a, i don't know how i would have handled it if i had it back then thank goodness i didn't Mm -hmm. I think parents have to pay attention to their children's social media because there's a lot of comparing going on and then um, bullying. There's a potential for bullying. So I think it's important, once again, to be monitoring their kids' social media and seeking out resources online to, to know how to do that. There's lots of resources online to help parents navigate social media with their kids, but they have to be very active in that. Now, Erica, you said you're a mom of four. Is that yes, right? Okay. I am. Okay. Do you monitor social media? Yes, I try, um, especially with my youngest. I mean, two are adults, and they're, you know, on their own. But um, I definitely keep an eye on it. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, gosh, I hate to say that, but you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Just the world we live in. It yeah. is. Okay. I mean, it That's is true. just. Okay. That's true. Kathy, have this have the uh, warning signs changed over the years? The warning? No, I don't. I wouldn't say that they've changed. I'd say it's looking for um, a, a a change. 
you know, where if your child's behaving, in one way, or even an adult, by the way, this is anybody, this is an adult, because we also want to talk about elderly, the elderly. Many times we also have serious issues with suicide in the elderly. If they're going through changes or things like that, sometimes a lot of people think retirement is supposed to be this great time of their life. But the reality is, is that retirement is a huge change and a huge adjustment for a lot of people. And so, and a lot of people will say, oh, they're aging. Well, it could be that they're not, it's not aging, it's depression. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to pay attention to it in our kids. If we notice a big change where they're starting to isolate, where they're not doing things that they used to do that they enjoyed, or whether it's the elderly or any, at any age, we, if you notice a, a shift from their functioning and their ability, that that's when you want to begin to ask those questions and ask them, how are you doing? What's going on? It could be something as simple as my grandma died last week and so that's the reason why and then you know but it could also be something more significant yeah but we all go through mood swings absolutely you, you, you tell me somebody doesn't go through a mood swing i'll say then they're lying they're right they're, sadness they're and hiding. depression are yeah. two different things yeah, and yeah. everybody's sad sometimes yeah they are you know and we we have bad days you know we wake mm -hmm. up wrong wake up with a headache maybe stress mm -hmm. you know something doesn't go your way Get held up by a train for twenty minutes of incense. I mean, I mean, I mean, but I mean, things happen, okay. But is it how we deal with them afterwards? It, that's yeah, yeah it I would say so. Yeah. I think therapy is a lot of helping people to with their coping yeah. skills to be able to help them to manage those stressful events. Okay, so Erica comes in the studio, and she's not talking. And I said, "What's going on, Erica? What's going on? Tell me, really. What's going? On? I mean, really, tell me." It's probably wrong of me to keep attacking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. You you want to do it in a more of a high. This is probably one of the biggest things I say. Um, tell them what you noticed. Like I noticed that you haven't come out of your room in three days, or I noticed that you're not eating as much. You know, you didn't eat dinner last night, or I know, and I'm concerned about you because of these things. And then you say, "Is there something going on?" And then you just open the door, like facts. That <laughs> yeah. way, it's not. Yeah, an yeah. You're not there to attack. You're there to just say, "This is the things I've noticed that I'm worried about, and these are the reasons why I'm worried about them." And then you want to open that door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now there are those who have that personality that, you know, they they they, they look I'm at fine. negative. They look at yeah. They look at negative and everything. You They're know, always on uh, the defense. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, you know what? You know, Kathy. What are you looking at me, Kathy? What is there? Is there something wrong with my glasses? I mean, you know, I got a hair up. Oh, that's great hair, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just. Oh, they're always negative, regardless. Okay, so how can you pinpoint if that person's having a problem, if that's their personality? Well, I mean, if it is their personality, then there's not a change. It's just part of their personality. Okay, but let's but say if you see a shift, that doesn't mean that they may not need that help or that support. If their negativity, we always talk about impairing their functioning. If it's impairing their functioning in their work environment, impairing their functioning in their relationships, impairing their functioning in any place in their life, then that might be a time to start to talk about getting what help. scares me what scares me and i'm i'm really upfront about this is i'm in my lifetime i've known two people who've committed suicide okay mm -hmm. okay two i mean you know i'm 62 that's probably that's not bad i guess i mean we, zero would be perfect but both instances they were in good places when they did mm -hmm. they, they were having problems and all of a sudden they came out of it they were smiling Things seem to be going well. 
then it happened. It's almost like they made up their mind, mm -hmm. and that was, that was off their shoulders. That actually is one of the signs sometimes if you see somebody that's really, really depressed, and then all of a sudden they're relieved like that, or they start, and then they start like doing things like giving things away um, and stuff like that, then are writing a note, those types of things can be other things to pay attention to. Well, you both work at VU. Yes. Okay, so you're, we're talking now about some older students here now, Correct. not the high schoolers. Uh, a lot of the students are, are from out of town. Mm -hmm. Does that make it harder? Not knowing how they are, you know, over the years, they're just, you see them for three or four months, then they're gone. Maybe they'll come back the next semester. You mean as far as people who come to live here after being? No, no. I mean, I'm sorry, I mean, I'm not just, sure. I know just what on you campus, mean. just on campus. Oh, oh you, you really don't get to know them because they're here, then they're gone. They're here and they're, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. You mean like at VU? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. I think we still have an opportunity to get to know them. Maybe in the beginning, it's harder to see the signs until we do. Right. But we do have a lot of students who seek services in our counseling center, and we're able to actually spend a lot of time getting to know them. Now, you can be depressed but not suicidal, though, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I think sometimes, Absolutely. you know, the word it used to be now, it's calmed down a little bit, but boy, you couldn't go a day without hearing the word bipolar. I mean, that was the word. That was the catchphrase for years. Oh, oh, they're bipolar. You know, they're acting weird. They're bipolar. Mm -hmm. Well, no, 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 no. Bipolar is... It is a serious, serious illness. illness. It's not right. as common as depression. Right. Um, it does require them to have mania symptoms, and that has to be kind of assessed and diagnosed right. by and, a but, clinician. But it could be controlled medically, though. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Okay. But it's when they get off their message, have problems. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Mm -hmm. When we talk suicide, though, when, and this is for both of you, what is the one area maybe that we don't touch enough on? I mean, is it, is it, but we just don't think that it could happen in our community? Well, I was thinking about this, actually, as I was driving over yeah. here. I was thinking, you know, talking about this, and it was that we're afraid. I think the, the biggest lie is that we're afraid if we talk about it, then it's that's going to happen. Yeah, that it's going to happen. Like, if I talk about it with someone that I'm concerned about, that therefore I'm going to plant that idea in their head. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest, you know, lies that a lot of people, and, and I'll be honest with you, I just think it's hard even with people we're close to, if something happens and we're feeling depressed and we're having suicidal thoughts, that's a hard thing to bring up. Mm -hmm. It's people a hard thing to talk to about. Say. Yeah, people don't know what to say. No. Yeah. Well, we, you know, and I've talked with a few uh, counselors over the years, especially it used to be cancer. When somebody would have cancer, it was, I've got cancer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now yeah. it's an open dialogue. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, it is. It's discussed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Suicide, though, still hasn't broke that barrier, has it? It's Not completely, uh, for no. sure. We're trying. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. trying because we it's a tragedy, and we don't want even one more person. No. So so I think it has to be an open dialogue, okay. and we need to be talking about well, it. Well, we're talking about a, a suicide prevention walk, okay? The walk itself, I mean, it's, it's a, there's a reason you do it, but is it also a chance really to kind of refocus people come on out you know, we, we're in a different society now. Things are different. You know, we, we live in, I don't like to say it, but kind of like a negative country right now. We're torn. Yeah. I mean, it's not rosy and rah-rah. I mean, there are tough times mm -hmm. for some people, tough times for some people coming up. How do we prevent that, though? I mean, how do we prevent that from happening into a, 
to a degree where we get to talking about suicide. Well, I mean, our walk, the walk that we have is really, it has two purposes, I would say, is to support people who've lost somebody to suicide, as well as to support people who are struggling with suicidal ideation or, or, or maybe have struggled with depression at other times in their life. And it really is a chance for our community to come together. We're also going to have a national speaker this year. Okay. Her name is Ann Moss Rogers, and she lost her son to suicide a number of years ago. And she is a TED Talks speaker so you can find her online and she's going to come and share her story with um, with our walk and we're very excited to have her and it's really a chance to recognize that this is a serious problem in all communities in, in the United States as well as in Indiana and in our local community it's something that we need to be serious about. Erica how'd you get involved with this? Well um, suicide hits close to home with me um, because a few years ago my dad passed away and uh, so since then, um, I've really wanted to get involved in some way to help others and ha to help myself heal and them. And so I got a hold of Kathy and asked her. I knew that they had been having a suicide walk, and I got on the committee. And um, this year, we're even going to do a raffle. Um, some local businesses have donated some items. So I'm excited to be part of the team and, and just to get out get the news out refreshing to hear this isn't it i mean somebody who actually reached out to you and yeah. you know that, we're what, just so thrilled to have this partnership we also i do want to mention that children and family services and the family health center are also partnering with us and then i represent the counseling center and mental health america but this really is a partnership this is lots of people and lots of different organizations working together to make this happen and erica has worked so hard to get our um a lot of our raffle um prizes that we're going to be using to support families um we're going to use it for hopefully we like this past year we did an education we did something called a qpr training and i talked about that earlier i actually was on the show um, before that happened and then we'll also use it to support families who if they lose somebody to suicide to to help them with funeral costs or anything like right that. right well i've got a new friend now erica yes i like her <laughs> she, I, I like everything what she stands for so absolutely well, well, yeah, uh, she's very courageous. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the th over the years, Kathy, and I'm not saying you've done this for a long time, but Kathy, you've done this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing mental health work, yeah, my whole career. Okay, well, much, so. since I've known you. I mean, it's, well, that means I've been doing this a long time, too. So, I mean, are we even making a dent in suicide? I mean, are we really getting to the core of what? can we do different? Well, I think part of it is that just when we think we get a handle on things, there's something new, like the social media issue. I think that, that you know, we get a handle on one thing and then there's other things that, that creep up, that create that dynamic in new ways. And so it's, it's, it's always trying to get ahead of that of, of the issue and addressing the new, the new things that are going on now that, that can impact um, impact depression, impact anxiety, and really, you know, paying attention to those in our modern world. And the world just changes so fast. Yeah. And so I think that that's why this is a constant concern. And of course, um, our veterans, we, you know, veterans, um, you know, we've had a high rate of suicide among them. And I do think that there's been some progress made because there's more 
um, treatments for post-traumatic stress disorder when people come back from combat. We're, we're making some headway there, but it's still a long, it's going to, it's still a long time, sure. you know, because combat still happens and people are still traumatized and those types of things can also create depression and anxiety that can create suicidality. Right. So there's just a lot of different, you know, things that impact it. There's a lot of mental illnesses out there, different types, you know, affect people different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you know, when I started in radio, you know, 40 years ago, it was, it was schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. That was a big topic, you know, dual mm-hmm. personalities. Now we've gone through the gamut, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But it all, it all comes down to n- just kind of knowing the signs Mm -hmm. knowing the signs and the biggest thing is like I said noticing a change and and then asking and then knowing where to go I do want to mention like we can't leave today without mentioning 988 you know 988 is the national suicide that's another thing that's progress that's been you know active now for a little over a year um, that went live a year ago in July so there's a really easy number for everyone to remember if somebody's struggling with suicidal thoughts and i've heard personal stories of people who called that and got the support they needed and it made the difference between them taking their life or not taking their life so it really is a very good easy tool out there that can be used and you don't have to be suicidal even to call it you could just be having a really bad day and you don't want to get to that level and so you call and talk to somebody and get that support so it doesn't they're able to text also, oh, yeah. right, on a number? Yeah. I believe that you text START to 741741. And that, and you can, so you can text if you don't like, you know, our, a lot of people today don't like to talk on the phone. No. Oh. You know, they would prefer to text. Are you kidding me? I, I've heard kids on buses. They'll be sitting next to each other, not texting talking. Texting each other. They're, texting, they're right next <laughs> yeah. to them. Turn around and look and open your mouth. No, but they're texting. Yeah. And so, and so that's the way they communicate. So we have to go with where they're at, not with where, you know, where we're at. You know, I know we want them to be there, but we also got to meet them where they are, particularly when we're talking about, you know, situations where they're struggling. Okay. All right. Here's the scenario. Okay. We we finish this interview. You guys walk out in the hall. Erica looks at you and says, I think Ed's got a problem. (laughs) This is a scenario. This is, okay. I'm concerned. I, he, I just, there's just something not right. I think something's bothering him. Mm-hmm. What's my next step? What should I do, Kathy? What would you do? I would encourage Erica to act, talk to Ed and say, hey, I noticed, you know, this and this and this, and these are the three things that I noticed going on, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm checking in with you to see, you know, can you tell me what might be going on here? Okay. Or, or what's, you know, is there something going on? And they may say, oh, I just didn't sleep well last night, and so I'm, you know, that's the thing is that it's really just about communication. Checking in. And yeah. checking One in. Yeah. yeah, and it may be, as simple as I didn't sleep well last night to, you know what, I really am having a rough time and I really do need to talk to somebody. And, and then you can go to the next level of sharing with them. Well, what if, what if she comes up to me and I say, I don't want to talk about it. Just let me deal with it. I don't want to talk well, about it. Well, just know that I'm here for you. And if you do want to reach out, then. Absolutely. Keep her. Keep <laughs> she her. Is. No. Listen, okay, if you're in cells, it's like the takeaway. You know, it has to be their suggestion you know their idea 
Okay, great, no. great. Yeah. All right. I mean, the only time that I would say there's an exception is if the person said, yes, I'm suicidal, yes, I have a plan, and this is exactly what I'm going to do. And then at that point, frankly, it's, to you, have to, you have to make sure that they're safe. At least I know as a clinician, I have to make sure they're safe, and there's a certain steps that I take in that process to do that. Okay. So. Well, again, when is the walk? The walk. It's Saturday, September 16th. It's at 9 a.m. It's at the Vincent's University Outdoor Track. And if they want to register, there's signs all over town, all over campus. There's a QR code. They just have to scan to register. But frankly, other that's where you can go to if you want to purchase a T-shirt, but you have to purchase it before August 25th. So we do have kind of an early deadline for that. But you can just show up to the walk. Even if you don't register, just come out. Come out. Try to get some prizes. Yeah, come out and re- get some, you know register for some of our our prizes. We're gonna have lots of other um, resources, mental health you know resources out there. Um, um, we're gonna have um, the VU High School Lincoln Choir is gonna be singing a song. So we're gonna have some nice things. You know, if one person, if we reach one person, that's how I feel. That's mm-hmm. that we've done our job. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Ladies, wonderful job. Thank you so much. Thank you. All righty. Stay tuned. Midday edition is coming up next on WAOV.